Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace Family is 19 Keys. It's the most dangerous podcast in the world. Make sure y'all tap in for some war room, some high-level conversation, and keys to be able to unlock and stimulate that guy within. Tap in. Peace Family, 19 Keys tapping in with you. This episode is sponsored by Goldwater. For those who are not on the gold, you should be. And the reason that you should be because this is going to electrify your body, your senses, your aura, and your energy. The ancient Egyptians used to take it and they believed it was the elixir of God. Now, the reason that they believed that because they used to break it down in an enormous powder form and they would ingest this gold. Gold is a superconductor of electricity and they believe that if you ingested this gold, then you also receive the messages from the creator, the universe, this inner knowing that you would get. Now, I tend to believe in a more logical sense of it, that we are all born with 0.02% of gold within our body. Now, this gold electrifies our nerves innards, and it also helps with anti-inflammation. There have been great testimonials all around with different type of people that utilize it. Increased energy, hand-eye coordination, lucid dreaming. Yes, lucid dreaming. A lot of those people or a lot of people around the world just don't lucid dream, period, or don't dream in color right the increase in your dream activity is important when it comes to your actual life see if you don't dream when you go to sleep then you don't manifest from your imagination during your waking hours right it's important that we have dreams it's important that we get that deep rest it's important that our brain secretes a fluid over the ridges you understand me to allow us to clear our neurotoxins so when we wake up we're more clear and we're not seeking coffee this helped me eliminate my addiction to caffeine I needed a drink just about every single day. You understand me? I wake up, I need one of them red eye, I need a double shots, I'm at the Peace Coffee, I'm at the Starbucks. Every single day, I thought I needed coffee until I found the gold. And ever since I've been on the gold, I put the drink down. You understand me? Yeah, I'm making it sound like it's liquor, but also in the UK in the 19th century, they actually utilized it to curb alcoholism. Now this is real history that you can look up for yourself if you want to go study the effects of gold. We utilize two different types of gold, monatomic gold and colloidal gold. Now both of these are just talking about the particle size of the gold, so when you ingest it, it goes into the bioavailability within yourself, gets into your cellular structure, electrifies your whole being, and you tapped into that God level. Make sure you tap in, get on the gold, so we can all be tapped into that next level, just like our ancestors. Peace family, go to www.goldwater.com. That's G-O-L-D-E, water.com. Peace. Man, as having a conversation about family, right? And the space that you have to be in to make space for family. And the balance that you have to have in order for things to be able to be built correctly, right? Uh, from a turmoil foundation, when there's constant friction and stress, everything becomes inflamed, you understand me? And the system starts attacking itself the same way your body starts attacking itself, you understand me? Because it has to defend against elimination, it has to defend against foreign things that shouldn't be within that system, shouldn't be within that structure. 
And as I was having a conversation with my sister Kalima, uh, we was just talking about like my method of self-love, right? And my method of self-love was to make sure that well, a lot of people don't know that I am an ambivert. Like I can be extremely extrovert, but I can be extremely introverted. I can spend complete time by myself on the road and be at complete peace and solace and bliss. And that's actually necessary so that I can have my original thoughts. So when I speak to the public, I don't come from a place that's under the influence because I'm constantly surrounded by stimuli and environment. So you're saying you have to go within in order to come without. Absolutely, and then on the, on the intellectual side, absolutely. Also on the self-reflective side. But from a place of giving love, you have to first give love to self. From a generational standpoint of looking at my family, looking at other families, looking at the black community, I know that you know men and women have showed up for their family for points and period of time, but they weren't able to sustain that, right? And that time is like you know riches, you understand me? But it's not wealth, you understand me? And when a person is going on that journey, especially if they're the first one in their family to, uh, you know, be certain. Uh, um, standards or whatever it may be. Rape was considered that generational curse of, you know, non-productivity. Right. Or non-consistency. Right. Then the first thing that they have to give, one of them is from a monetary standpoint, right? Because now they have um, an abundance of it, if you will, right? So they can afford to give out this money. And the money represents the time that they spent Obtain, uh, working, producing a value to obtain and acquire this money, right? And then the second level of that is when a person gets to some real wealth and then they can afford to give their time because anytime they're giving their time, they're not doing the thing that makes them productive, right? From a you know financial or wealth building standpoint in that particular area. And so once you get to that point where you can give time, then that's when you are truly free. Right, and that's when you are setting yourself in a position. But you have to understand where a person is. And then you also have to understand that we are at war, so a person's journey is their level of warfare. You understand me? Especially when it comes from breaking generational curses. When it comes from setting new standards in our community, in our households. Each person in that round table of the family discussion has to figure out what role am I going to play how am I going to generate enough self-love to where I have something to give to others after I gave to myself, right? But not coming from a place that I'm giving so much to others, I feel depleted, that it's not reciprocated, and then it becomes inflamed and you start attacking everybody because you feel like you sacrificed everything. And that's because you did it the wrong way. If you spent time pouring energy and love into yourself and time and attention and investments, then when you gave to others, maybe they still didn't reciprocate it the way you want to, but it didn't break the bank, uh, 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 or break the bank. You understand me? From your money and from your time, from your spirit, from your soul. Never give to where you deplete yourself for someone else's comfort, right? Family is a beautiful institution when done right. When it's not done right, it can be the worst thing that a human being can go through. You can have success on all levels, but from a family standpoint, it can rob you of your happiness to appreciate the things that you've done in life. So family is a very dangerous thing because once you get it right, oh shit, y'all unstoppable. You understand me? So as an institution, we have to learn how to do family right. Right? So 
Is that not where the real war is at then? That is absolutely. But to win that war, sometimes you need outside resources to fight that war, mm -hmm. right? Because if you go in that war, and let's say you find a level of emotional stability within that family, right? Now, at the root, if you build it up from the root, then you won't have those issues. But we're talking about families now, not the next generation. The next generation has a different story. Because if this generation can get rid of the traumas, the triggers, the emotions, the issues, the dysfunctionality that exists, then they can breed and indoctrinate the next family with a proper tradition of family institution and the family model. You understand me? It's the worthy war yeah. worth fighting. Yeah. Because if you get it right, then you can create a trajectory that takes your generation to a place in which, once again, we won't be here to see. Absolutely. But we know that we have, you know, planted the seeds and watered them properly to say, hey, you know, wherever I'm at in the universe, I can know that this seed is going to grow into an oak tree. Right? Absolutely. So what, what tools, you know what I'm saying, should somebody be furnished with if to fight that particular war of a lifetime? The war of a lifetime. <laughs> um, I always say those three things, mission, vision, and values, right? Because that goes to your personal alignment. And when you are unaligned with those things, then you're not doing your own life right. And then you can't be a value to your family, right? So. What is, like, as a, as a person, as a human being, if we can get to a place to where, number one, if we can um, identify what we're doing it for, like, what is the, the mission of the family? Is it to build wealth? Is it to break the, the curses from generations before so that the next generation don't have it? That can be y'all mission statement, right? But what is y'all mission statement? So y'all know when one person is not aligned with it and you can hold each other accountable, right? And so when you communicate, then you understand that, listen, I'm communicating from a shared mission statement that we all agreed to, right? And here's the vision of what it looks like, and we're not producing that vision. It's not being produced outward. So obviously, we have to take a metric and an audit to say that something is not being done right. Now, if we take a metric, first we look at ourselves to say, okay, maybe I'm the piece that's not doing my position right based on my skill set based on me being able to handle more responsibility or just based on the values and the powers that I have. And then of course, all of that is backed by a value system. You understand me? What is your values that the family agree on so if they're not being uphold, then there goes back to that model of accountability. You understand me? So that goes with great communication skills. You know, it does go with empathy. Uh, it goes with the ability to um, consistently reflect upon the things that you're doing. You understand me? As, as, as someone that, you know... Um, well, I mean, you know, that area right there, you know what I'm saying, is where a lot of people fail because of the speed in which life demands you, you know, to keep your marathon going. Yeah. So where do people, you know, in your own personal opinion, or on your, in your own personal life, when we are running this particular marathon, and this marathon is gaining traction, right? Sometimes in a way in which you've never had that particular traction, where do you get to stop, slow down, long enough to be able to see yourself in the midst of everything moving at the speed that it does? So I would say that's two-dimensional. 
So from a real conversation I was literally just having with my sister, we talked about the idea of freedom. The free slave that ran away from the plantation, that may be inspiring those who are at the plantation, um, has a different perspective and a different viewpoint and a different way that they do in life, right? Where his time, his experience, his value becomes way more valuable to those who have not gained it yet, those who are still fighting to experience what that person is experiencing, right? right? And the conversation went towards more so that freedom cannot be given, it has to be taken. Your goal in your family is to set an example. You open the door, you don't walk people through the door. So within that, as you're moving fast, yes, you want to be able to maintain this pace without being stressed. Because the goal is to not slow down. The goal is to be able to maintain the pace, but it not be a stress factor to where it feels like you're not balancing life right because you're going too fast. No, this becomes my new speed, right? Now my next goal in life, how to figure out how to go faster, but of course I need to figure out how do I balance everything at this speed. Right. What happens when you now outpace everybody that was used to your original keeping up with you at a particular pace and you've already hit mock and you looking now to take it to warp speed. Well, we also have to understand as much as we fight for our, you know, family institutions of uh, uh, people that are closely related depending on what you're doing and who you are, you can also be doing it for your extended family, the black family, the diaspora, somebody like myself, right? I'm not just doing it for my family that's related to me by blood. I'm doing it to my family that's related to me by, you know, struggle. Experience. Family that's related to me by experience, related to me by we being original people in this diaspora that's fighting to get right. some freedom. Aspirational family. So the responsibility goes into two factor. How can you best do it in a way that sets an example, right? But you slow down long enough to be present and give instruction on teaching people how to speed up and catch up to where you are. Because if you can, number one, I can guarantee that people don't understand the way you think anymore, right? And you have to slow down long enough to explain and communicate your thoughts because even your thoughts can be beneficial into helping them get to where you are because you now have an experience of not only getting there, but managing staying there, right? So yes, you shot up with two layers of experience that they don't have, the entire journey, and then managing the journey itself. So then on the family end, they have to have a level of self-reflection, patience, right? And acknowledgement on the things that they need to do and the things that you may have signaled them to do that they haven't done, and as that part of the reason where they aren't where they want to be. You understand me? Imagine if you honestly, or you constantly working out with someone, right? And y'all working out so y'all can run this mile. Right now, you giving them your whole regiment the whole time. You saying, you may be giving them some odd things to do. Listen, every day you wake up, take a cold shower, follow the Von Hoff method. And they like, all right. Maybe they do 50% of the things you tell them to do. All of a sudden, y'all first was running, you was always maybe a little faster than, maybe they was faster than you at first. But all of a sudden, you start running a mile faster. Your inspiration didn't die down, it actually got more and more intense, right? But at the whole time, you've been sharing the methods, you've been showing the methods to them and to everybody else, but to them closer, right? Mm -hmm. 
Now, for every time they didn't follow one of those methods, they missed the opportunity to run the race the way you do. But that's understood because their passion, their inspiration ain't in it the way that yours is in it. Now, they get the opportunity to either go back and follow those methods again, or they're going to be looking at how far you are and say, yo, take me with you. And it's going to be like, how you going to skip the process, right? And so for you getting that far, if you are in a comfortable enough place, you can say, you know what? I'm willing to stop and slow down as many times that I will allow myself to give you the game, to be present with you, so that you can go incrementally based on your level of passion towards this progress. But at some point in time, I will stop doing it and I will focus on my run because you're slowing me down because every time that I stop, I could have made 10x the progress. So it's actually costing me more. Now, if a person doesn't appreciate that aspect of it, your time, the value that's built into that time, then they may think that you're neglecting them, but at the same two-dimensional, they're neglecting you. So that's why I say it's two-dimensional. Both parties have to be able to see it from each other's perspective. Right, because if I'm a free, free brother and I'm no longer a slave, right. every time that I come back and do something for those who are in captivity, then I'm risking way more than those who are still in captivity. Right. You understand me? And so that's the dilemma of family leadership. Exactly. Right. So that's when everybody has to start getting on the same page. Like make this mission yours, not mine. Right? And, and, and make this vision ours not mine. Make these values ours, not mine. And then under that, you do everything you can to uphold that mission, those values, and that vision. And that's where you start to gain those skill sets over time. But I will say this, in an area that, you know, I may not be the best at because I haven't got the results that I yet want to see yielded. I know I inspire, but I have not yet commanded to get other people to follow my method so that they can get those same results in the race of life. I always say people too close to the light, they get blinded by it. It's, um, unfortunately, instead of collaborating with family, we compete and we want the place that they're in. We feel like we deserve it too because we their family. That's entitlement. If it is entitlement. Mm -hmm. But also we have to understand that- Proximity entitlement? Complete. But we also understand that they had a place that we didn't even really want. Mm. If we really wanted it for ourselves, then we possibly could have got it. We only want it now because they're making it look so good. Right. You didn't want that work they put in. You understand me? Like, it's like, let's say I'm a speaker, right? Um, and I articulate myself very well, but the way that I got to speaking is because I used to literally, in downtown Oakland, I used to grab the microphone, I used to speak in front of crowds, no, micro no, no, no cameras, no nothing. I will speak because I felt like young black men, young black Muslim men especially, voice was underrepresented when they talking activism and they talking about you know black death and things of that nature that's happening in our community. So I felt the responsibility to get up there and say something. That led me to the opportunity to get feedback on my ability to do public speaking. Right. After doing that so many times, no video, right? Um, Hearing the feedback, I started to reflect on that. Like, maybe that's something I should do because I do have this model in life that when you find you're good at something, you got to do it, right? And you have to give that value to better in that world. And not only that, you know, they say public speaking is one of the two biggest fears. Yeah. 
right? So if you've already seen yourself being able to conquer something that disables the majority of people, mm. then you should really be compelled to say, oh, I got something here, especially during a time where there's a necessity for that voice to be heard. Absolutely. And it's, like I said, like, I didn't see a career in, like, getting paid from it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that was far from the vision at the time. And there was those butterflies, right, before you get on stage. Of course. Not knowing, I didn't write speeches. It just streamed from the heart, from the mind. Right. So when people would find value weeks later, like, bro, like, it really touched me. So I'm like, okay, that's a value. And then the opportunity came for me to, you know, speak at a school because people seeing what I was doing with my actual business. You understand me? And saying, that, yo, can you come teach to these children? And I'm saying, I also know I got a perspective that's so valuable that if I put it into the algorithm of this internet world, I can blow this thing up. I can become a voice. Now, let's say somebody's, you know, uh, uh, looking after the fact. Things go viral, videos go crazy. Then they see the results of hundreds of thousands of followers. All of a sudden, yo, I want to become a speaker, right? You want the result of something that I wasn't even looking for. I went on the journey and found a value, and I exploited my own value, and I followed that spirit. That's not the same journey as somebody saying, I want the end result, right? So they can't appreciate the method. They can't appreciate the process the same way you will. And even if you try to put someone on, it still doesn't translate the same way because they spirit didn't have the opportunity to go through those different levels of that journey to get to where you are. So they want your results, but they don't want your journey. And so that's an unfair thing to look at people's results and you depreciate that because you're not looking at all the things that they had to do. So a person can't truly respect somebody aspiring to be in their position of results when they don't aspire to work as hard as they did to get to where they are. This episode is brought to you by Goldwater. My high electrical thoughts are always stimulated with the gold, right? Because I'm always on the gold. Now we're born with 0.02% of gold within our body, for those who didn't know that. Now scientists believe that the reason we're actually born with this gold in our body, given that gold is a heavy metal, makes it a superconductor of electricity, and our bodies operate off electricity with 70-90% water, we actually need that gold. Now they believe that it's because of anti-inflammation and also to electrify the nerve ending between the cells within your body, right? Now, why would that even be important in the first place and how can I qualify that to have anything to do with this high level thinking? Well, it's my firm belief and it's also the understanding of science and biology itself that the body is an electrical system and it needs electricity. When we're young, we have all of this amazing energy, right? We can just run fields and fields. Then over time, our energy decreases, getting lower and lower and lower as adults. You understand me? We can barely run down the stairs before our heart palpitating and it's about to explode like we Homer sitting on the couch in Simpsons. You understand me? So what happens to our body over time? Well, we put the wrong things in it and we rust out our body and it's no longer as electrical. We still have the same amount of potential, but the electricity needed to power up our bodies at maximum potential is no longer there. So putting things like the gold in there is reviving your body, recharging you to that natural childlike energy that you once had before. Now, of course, you want to eat clean so you have maximum absorption rate of the gold and you can tap in. Make sure you do your own studies on the gold, consult with your doctors, and after you're done, come to the healers and tap in to the same thing the Egyptian gods used to utilize, and that's gold.
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.